What's the deal? This your boy Gabe. I'm back. Weapons of War podcast. I know y'all thinking, man, didn't we just hear from you a couple days ago? And the answer to that would be yes, but I'm bringing you a bonus episode on this wonderful day. What day is it? I believe it's February the 14th, also known as Valentine's Day, also known as the Love Day. Now, we have people who on this day feel that, you know, I got to prove my love on this day. And, you know, while I'm all for, you know, buying a gift, buying a card, going out to eat or whatnot, but don't put so much onus on this day as opposed to the other 364 days of the year because that's not what it's about. Now, I'm going to make this statement, not saying it's only applicable to women because I'm pretty sure it's a dude out there who thinks like this. But what I'm saying is I have never come across any dudes who thinks like who think like the thought I'm about to present. But I do know women who feel that if their boyfriend, if their husband doesn't go all out and break the bank during Valentine's Day, take her to the nicest place, get her the nicest gifts, then she feels slighted in some way that she feels that her husband, her boyfriend doesn't love her. And I'm like, that is so crazy because what I do on this one day doesn't mean I love you any more than what I do any other day of the year. And by you saying that, you're saying that you're discounting the fact of me expressing my love for you on 364 days of the year and you're just putting all the cards in this one basket. So for the people who think like that, I would pose the question, if I never did anything for you that would suggest that I loved you on these on the other 364 days of the year, but on Valentine's Day, I showed up and showed out, would that be enough? If you're a person to flip out because I don't do something for you, then the answer would have to be yes, because you put so much onus on this one day as opposed to every other day. So that's just a simple thought experiment that I want you to do with yourself so you can stop tripping. It's not about what your girlfriend got. It's not about what your mama got. It's not about what you saw the celebrity on TV get in comparison to what the person you're with gave you. It's basically based on your relationship. You know the person that you are with, regardless to what someone else gets someone else. That's not what it's about. So if seemingly the gift that your mate gave you is not as extravagant as something that someone else got, that doesn't mean that they love you any less because you should know the person that you're with and stop putting so much onus on a Valentine's Day gift. Now, it's a completely different story if you know the person you with and they just trip and they just slacking and they didn't put any thought into it. That's a completely different story. But if you know the person that you're with and you know that they did put thought into it and it's just not as extravagant as someone else's gift, don't trip. Because beyond popular belief, just because you see people getting these great gifts, just because you see these people 
nowadays, especially on social media, doing such great things of love, they probably getting flowers and a fist to the face. And I don't say that lightly. It's a lot of things that go on in relationships that you are unaware of, but they make it look all good. They have what I would like to call Facebook love. That love that says that when you see it, they took the right picture at the right angle with the sun shining in the right direction, with the right makeup, with the right shoes on and everything. And when you look at it, it's just like, ooh, ah, look at how he's looking at her. Look at it how look at how he's holding her. Look how she's leaning into his chest. But as soon as that video shoot is over, as soon as that photo shoot is over, they're walking away from each other sleeping in separate rooms, living in different houses, not speaking to each other, which is the basis of what I want to speak about, understanding love. And let me start by saying, not talking down on boyfriends or girlfriends and those type of relationships, those prerequisite relationships, if you want to call it anything, but unless you are married, you're not in a committed relationship. I know a lot of people are going to give me flack for saying that, but a committed relationship is a marriage. If we are not married, we are not in a committed relationship because you, you're leaving the door wide open for you to just walk out and leave with no consequence. And I put the no consequence on there to say that because you're going to have people who say, well, just because you married, you can get a divorce. But when you're married, you put all your cards on the table. You put everything you have on the table. You take away your out and you say, hey, I'm throwing all my eggs in this basket. You are throwing all your eggs in this basket and we're going to make this thing work. When we're just boyfriend and girlfriend, I could pick up my stuff and leave at any given point. So women, stop letting these dudes lie to you talking about I don't need to marry you to, to show you that I love you. And while that's a true statement, I, just because I'm not married to you doesn't mean I don't love you. However, if I want to spend the rest of my life with you and if I say I love you and I'm so committed to you, then marriage is the thing. You know, so don't don't let anybody waste your time. It's not a try before you buy. We live in a society where people are really fearful of taking that step and they put it on saying things like, oh, that's just, you know, that's just a sheet of paper. That sheet of paper don't mean anything. Marriage doesn't mean the same thing like it did back in the day. And while that's true in a sense, you have to look at the why behind it. That's because people are different. Marriage is still marriage. But it's how it's viewed by fickle people. When fickle people look at marriage, yes, they are going to devalue it. But just because it's devalued by the perception of fickle people doesn't mean that marriage is any less relevant today than it was then. It's just the fact that we live in a society of people who have lost their moral compass, and we're just in a hedonistic spot where people just want to do what they want to do and have an out. And instead of taking steps and being bold and stepping out, they're taking a coward approach where society has basically just laid out for them to say, this is my choice. This is my empowered stance to say I'm fighting against the machine 
And I refuse to conform to prehistoric, you know, and old traditions. Stop lying to yourself. You're scared. You probably haven't seen any committed relationships. Your mama wasn't with your daddy. Your uncle wasn't with your aunt. You had your heart broken a couple times and you're just scared. And you don't want to put yourself in a position to be vulnerable to somebody. So you take that so-called empowered stance to say you don't need to be married in order to tell somebody that you love them or to be with them. And, you know, on the onset, that's okay to be afraid. But acknowledge the fact that you're afraid and then steps can be taken to break you from that. So you could be in an actual empowered state of working through healing because I can say marriage is a wonderful thing I myself am married been married for 13 years it'll be 14 years next month and I love my wife and as a note on me loving my wife I would say that though I love her that's not the reason why I married her (gasps) and I know people thinking now like oh my god How could he say he didn't, well, him loving his wife is not the reason he married him. And I'm going to say that I don't believe anyone should marry someone just because they love them. One, because you love or you think you love a lot of people in your life. And just now, if you're an older person and you think back on some of the people that you loved, You know yourself that that's not a good enough reason to marry someone because you know had you married some of the people who you claim you loved, that that might not have been the best decision for you. And that's not saying anything bad about that person, but, you know, people are in different states of maturity, so, you know, you have to judge that accordingly. But what I would say is you base your marriage, or like me, I married my wife based on the fact of, one, it was a godly decision. Because, you know, when you are a Christian and you have a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit does give you subtle hints and things like that. But it's a choice that you make or a choice that I made to say, hey, I do love you. And, you know, based on the information that I've been that I've been receiving from God based on my prayers, this is the woman who I want to share my life with. And that is my choice. Now, again, You should love the person who you're with. At least that's the way I feel. You know, you have some places that have arranged marriages. So I don't know if you can necessarily just offset love the person who you're in an arranged relationship with. But I don't know. And I'm not going to speak on that because I'm not going to speak on something that I really just don't know about. So, again, you base your marriage on things that are not fleeting. Love is, while it's an action word, you show people you love them. It's, you know, it's still in that emotional realm. So some days you may wake up and your feelings change about a person. So if I built my relationship just based on how I was feeling at the moment or, you know, the butterflies I get when I look in your eyes and this, that and the other, then, you know, that day that I wake up and feeling a little to the left, then there goes my whole marriage because I based it on something that isn't consistent. 
though my choice will always be my choice. So I can always stand behind my choice regardless to, you know, those days you wake up tripping or your spouse makes you mad and you, you know, you're angry at them. You can still rest on the fact that your choice is what brought you to this space. And again, though I know you have boyfriends and girlfriends out there, I want to stress this again. This is basically talking about marriages because you're not in a committed relationship if you are not married. If you are not married, you are single. You may be saying, no, I'm sitting right next to my boyfriend. I'm sitting right next to my girlfriend. Truth be told, you are single. For instance, if you're going to fill out an application or if you're filling out something It says married, single, widowed, things like that. It doesn't say dating, doesn't say courting, doesn't say in a relationship. When you're on a job and you have insurance, you can't get insurance on your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You can only get insurance on the person you've made a true commitment to so and i'm only giving you those examples to show you that it's just not me tripping you know discounting boyfriends and girlfriends the world doesn't recognize your boyfriends or girlfriends outside of you know the social realm and you know i had a girlfriend once my wife was my girlfriend at one point but she was my girlfriend for a short period of time Because we started dating on one day, and within a year of us dating, we were married. Because I loved my wife, or my girlfriend at the time. I knew what God had put in me. So to show her and to prove to her that I was committed, and that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her, I married her. You know, so we got to get away from that space that's saying that, you know, we're forever fiancés or got to try before I buy or you don't ever really know a person. I got to get to know them. You know, I got to live with them. I got to have sex with them. I got to do all this. First of all, you know, coming from a spiritual aspect, you don't have to do any of that. You are you be in position where you're supposed to be according to God and, you know, all that stuff will work out. But the notion that says that you have to have all these things before you enter into a marriage. No, those are just excuses. People I've heard people come up with a host of things that they have to do before they get married. Well, you know, I got to. I got to stir these beans before I get married. And you're like, what? You know, I got to uh, finish paying off my car. Why? What are you? What does you paying off your car have to do with being in a relationship or being married? Now, the one thing I can say is if a person is having legal issues, then okay, that may be a cause to pause, you know, but Anything outside of that and the fact of, you know, those things of people just not dishonest, they're not good people, they're immature, other than things like that, 
what, what are you waiting for? And I don't know if you noticed, but the name of this episode is called Love and Happiness. And a lot of times people put too much onus on them being together. It's a lot of people who consider themselves in love, but they may not be happy. What do I mean by that? I know, uh, well, let me not say I know a lot of people, but I've known a few people who got flowers and fists to the face. And I would question why they're still with a person. And they say it's because they love this said person. And the person is doing this to them out of love. While I don't subscribe to that notion or that thought, it's people who think that. And while they may be in love or they may say they're in love, clearly they're not happy because they're being abused. So you shouldn't use love as a means to make you happy. You should never marry someone or enter into these committed relationships with the person under the notion of, you know what, I love them and they will make me happy. First rule of happiness is you have to be happy with yourself. If you are not first happy and complete within yourself, then it doesn't matter who you with, how good of a person they are, how good they treat you. They cannot make you happy in that sense. So we we have to get away from that. We have to go through a healing process and allow God to show us us. Have us to experience his love and his purpose for us. And then once we get that and become happy with ourselves, then we're at a space where we can enter into a relationship with someone else. You see people who get married for social status. It just seems like the right thing to do. You know, I can't take care of myself very well. You can't take care of yourself very well. So we're going to get together because, you know, two checks are better than one. And while two checks are better than one, that's clearly not a reason to be married. Marriage is a spiritual thing that you come before God for. It's not just a business transaction, or at least it shouldn't be. And I'm pretty sure there are many people out there who's gotten married just on the sake for the sake of business. And so we we really have to get into it and understand what the foundation of a marriage should be. For instance, like I like if you didn't know, I believe the foundation of a marriage is Christ. Marriage is an institution created by God. You may have people who disagree with that or who don't believe it. And you know you're entitled to that. But my stance is that marriage is created by God for the people who he created, man and woman, to come together, procreate, and show forth the love of Christ through that union of man and woman. Now, we live in a society where, you know, marriage is skewed past the confines of man and woman. But that's an entirely different conversation for a different day. We're just going to focus on man and woman. So, again, like I stated before, your marriage has to be, should be, rather, built on something other than love. It should be built on choice because at the end of the day, 
It is still your choice regardless of how you feel. And marriage is a space for mature people. And I'm not saying that in the sense of, you know, you're going to reach this perfect place to where you're just ultra mature, where nothing else can be poured into you that you can't learn, that you can't get better at. But there is a space of maturity that is needed. Well, not a space of maturity, rather a level of maturity that I believe you should be at before you enter into a union of marriage, because it doesn't matter how much you were around a person, how long you dated them, how much you think you know about them. Once you enter into a marriage, if you enter into it the right way, and I mean by leaving yourself 100% vulnerable Tearing down all the walls, not playing games, not trying to catch this person, not trying to say, you know, this checker's not chess. No, it's it's none of that. It's me showing up. It's me committing to my vows that I made to you before God. I believe on a side note, that's why some people don't say vows anymore or they make up their own, you know, just fickle vows where it's no for better or for worse, no richer or poor, no sickness and in health, no till death do us part. It's basically people vows now are, you know, till you put me in a space that I'm too uncomfortable to deal with, I'm bouncing. That's not it. When you are married to a person, let me rewind, before you get to the place where you are married to a person, your mindset should be that divorce is not an option. And even as a Christian, you know, God gives you outs for marriage, gives you a reason for divorce. But what I'm saying is outside of detrimental things, divorce should not be an option. You have people now getting divorces for irreconcilable differences. Now, when you think about it, what is an irreconcilable difference other than two adults who one of them or both of them woke up one day and just decided to go left and didn't want to work it out or put forth any effort into bettering their marriage. Because unless your spouse wakes up one day and says, you know, I'm a pedophile or worship Satan or I don't know, something extreme, what would be irreconcilable differences? Other than two people just making a decision to no longer, you know, work on their marriage. But who knows? So we need to get past the love and get into deeper things. And again, we're on this day of Valentine's where everybody is out there just oohing and eyeing. And, you know, this is where we get into the hallmark love. And that hallmark love says, girl, you my everything. You complete me. I don't know what I'd do without you. You are my sun. You are my moon. You are my earth. And all that good stuff. And while that sounds good, that's not reality. Reality is that you're great. I love you. I'm complete within myself. And if you left... (laughs) I'd be sad. I wouldn't like it, but I'd get over it. And, you know, that's that sounds kind of harsh, but 
you don't want to get too caught up in the hallmark love because the hallmark love is codependent. It needs something from the other person. It requires something from the other person. If that other person doesn't fulfill some portion of whatever is expected, then that hallmark love fades away. And now I'm damaged and now I'm broken. And I don't want you to think that this is saying that we should be callous by any way and just be with people and, you know, not care about them. But they don't complete you. My wife does not complete me. I'm complete within myself. Between me and God, I'm very complete. Now, I say that, but I also say that, you know, we're in a relationship. We're humans. So that hallmark love is cool if you know that it's just that hallmark love and it's speaking to our humanity and not just actually speaking to our being, to our soul and to our spirit, you know, because it's cool. You know, my wife is beautiful. I don't care what anybody say. You say something different. You could meet me after the podcast, you know, just throwing that out there. But she's beautiful whether I tell her that or not. And she has to know that. She has to know that God made her beautiful in herself. So whether I wake up and say anything to her or not, she knows who she is and she's confident in that. However, in that same note, in a relationship, it's still good to let the person know that you feel that way. So I do still need to wake up and tell my wife she's beautiful. Let her know that I love her. Do things for her. Buy her roses, buy her flowers, or whatever it is she's into. You know, I still should do that because we're still humans. You know, we still like that. And I take pride in being able to tell my wife how I feel about her. You know, because... I am happy with her. I think, you know, I had a best looking wife ever, you know. And again, if you have something to say about that, you can meet me after the podcast. But like I said earlier, that comes from a space of being complete within yourself, knowing who God made you to be, what he's placed in you, how he's created you in his image and likeness. So outside, and once you know that, let me start by saying that, once you know that, then you're less susceptible to being caught up in the Hallmark love or the Facebook love, which just looks good. Because love is past looks. You know, mature love says that even though you made me mad, Even though you may have done something that I don't necessarily like, even though what you said may have hurt me, I'm in a space where I will allow this to heal. We can forgive and we can work toward rebuilding the trust or whatever it is that was broken by the other person's action. So you should be at this place before you get married. Never, ever, ever, ever think that I don't love you now, but 
when I marry you and I get with you and I could develop love, that's backwards. Because what if day one something happens? You got to have you, you, you got to have something. Though your relationship isn't based on love, it's based on your choice. And even if you don't love a person, your choice alone will still be there. You don't want to do things like that. So don't do things like that. And if you are in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, if you are dating, side note, most of the time I see this uh on the female side of it, if you are a woman and you are with a man and for whatever reason, he has not married you after so long and you know you want to get married, leave him. I know the dudes out there are flipping out like, hey, bro, how you, you a dude, how you gonna, you know, I'm, ah, miss me with that, dudes. Anytime you enter into a relationship as an adult, let me, my opinion is this. When you're dating as an adult, the end goal should be marriage. Because unlike when you're in high school, middle school, college and stuff, you're not dating to go to the prom. You're not dating to become homecoming king and queen. The next big dance is that first dance after marriage. So, if you enter into a relationship with somebody and you know you want to be married, you all need to have some adult conversations. Tell a story. I had a coworker, a woman, who went on a date with this dude. And after the date, she came back ranting and raving about how he asked her if she planned on getting married and if she planned on having any more kids and this, that, and the other, and yada, 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 and she was flipping out. And I looked and I said, hey, what's the problem with that? That was our first date. Uh, it was first or second date. And, you know, it's too soon to be talking about marriage and all this and the other. And I looked at it and I was like, uh, we are grown now. I have goals and expectations in my life. My goal is to be married. So instead of wasting time, I want to know, is this a goal of yours? I'm not asking you to marry me today. I'm not asking you to have kids with me today. I'm figuring out whether this is something in your plans, because if it's not, then we could end this right here. There's no need in wasting our time just to find out that, hey, the things that we want don't even line up with one another. We need to start having these adult conversations because truth be told, some of the stuff y'all accept from people is pretty thrown off. So it's okay for a dude to holler to say, can I slide in your DM? Can I come over to your house and get that? Can we Netflix and chill and, you know, show me a little something, send me a pic? And you laugh at all that. But if you want to know something about your future to see if we could have a future together, then that's out of line. Come on now. And if you would do, if you a female and you want to know these things and he gets offended by it, then, hey, then that tells you something right there. Because, again, 
We're adults. Adults have adult conversations. And granted, I, I know there are some of those people out there who, you know, asking the questions in that creepy manner, like, you know, we can get married tomorrow, girl, because I just know, uh, yeah, boo, we could get married right now. And I'm not talking about those people who, you know, coming from a space of that creepy space where they just trying to rush and do something right now. I'm not speaking about that. But those people who are genuinely coming from a mature adult space and just asking to see where your mind is to see if you all are compatible. And another thing, I had a conversation on social media with somebody. Well, it was a small debate because a question was posed about, you know, time frames in between dating and marriage. And in my opinion, I said, hey, if you all start dating and within one to two years you all aren't married, then you're wasting your time and you need to leave. And the dude came back and jumped on me. Man, where you get this time frame from? That's what's wrong with the world. They trying to rush people. I'm just trying to work on, build up the relationship, work on our love and, you know, get to know each other better. How you going to put a time frame on that? And I was like, come on, dude. That's another thing of fear. Instead of just saying you're scared to commit, you dress it up from your empowered stance again saying how you're working on the relationship. Now, if you consider yourself a mature adult, she consider herself a mature adult, then you all can make a decision to be married. Because what what are we doing? Getting to know each... It doesn't take you two years to get to know somebody. It doesn't take you a year to get to know somebody. Because truth be told, you never really, really know a person you you will always find out some things along the way it's the thing of trusting God and making a decision because if like I say I think love should be in there so if I love you you know I've already prayed about it and God has told me something what am I waiting on you know I gotta see how you fold your socks you know, I got to I got to wait cuz you know, I got to see how she look when she wake up. And I got to see, you know, how she is in the bed or how he is in the bed because no. That's what's wrong with the world. Everybody want this try before you buy. For instance, if you had a business and I walked up to your store and said, "Hey, let me try out these shirts or these pants or whatever your product was." For the duration of two years and after two years then I'll let you know if I want to purchase it and if not I just hand it back to you worn and used you wouldn't go for that at all so my question is if you wouldn't lend me your products that you're selling for the duration of one two I know it's people who've been in relationships for six and seven years if you wouldn't give me your products free of charge to just use to the fullest extent without fully committing to pay you for them for the course of years with the possibility that I just end up saying, "Eh, well, you know what? I really didn't want those in there. It's not going to work. And I just hand them back to you. Why would you do that with yourself? 
Why would you do that with your body or your time? Why would you just lend it out to some man or some woman to use fully? And then over the course of years, they decide "Uh, it's not really working out. And they just leave you stranded where you are. And then you know what you've just done? You've wasted your time. But people don't view it like that because people don't really value themselves. You really have to, since we're speaking about love and happiness, the first order of love and happiness you should experience is outside of God, of course, is love of yourself and happiness within yourself. Because once you have love and happiness within yourself, then you're less susceptible to wasting time with people who are in fearful states. Now, I'm not just completely disregarding people who are afraid of the marriage commitment because there is this thing called trauma. So I don't want to downplay traumatic experiences in people's lives that, you know, have shaped and formed, you know, some of the ways they think and feel. But what I will say is, just because you have experienced a traumatic, a traumatic something in your life doesn't mean that I have to sit here and wait for you to overcome your traumatic experience, you know, before I say, well, you know what, it's not going to work. Because the thing that people need to realize is, as adults, sometimes it's not necessarily that I don't like you, but just based on the trajectory of our lives and where we are mentally, spiritually, you know, we might not be compatible at this moment. So that doesn't mean we have to hate each other or it has to be this big blow up. But no, we just see that, you know, it's not really working. So therefore, we need to push on. So we can have these, you know, happy moments. And if by chance we both get to a different space in the future and we cross paths again, we may can pick it up from there, but no one should think that they owe someone anything. Like I'm confused with people who have marital issues with their boyfriend or girlfriend. For instance, I know people who boyfriend or girlfriend has cheated on them multiple times and the other found out and they're like, you know what? We're working through it. I'm going to give them another chance. And my thing is why, you know, if this your wife or your husband, okay, you work that thing out. This your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You leave them. We're not going to have like these major, major possible marital ending issues and we're just, and we're not even in a committed relationship. I don't owe you a second chance. Only thing you owe a person is forgiveness. I forgive you, but I don't have to be with you. I don't have to give you another chance. And, and like I said, for the life of me, I do not understand that. Because they're showing you the place that they are now before you get married. So why keep going through this cycle and while you free to do what you want to you can give them as many chances as you want to but my question is why this is not a committed 
relationship. You are not married, so you do have that space to leave. And people need to be present with that. Why are you putting yourself through something? And then you either A, end up never getting married and just being in this cycle of I love him or I love her. And, you know, for what? Wasting your time. Then you you done had kids, y'all doing all this marriage stuff together, but you still are leaving the door open for you to leave. You're still having that out because true commitment is standing before God and people and being married. Just like a business. A business requires you to put it on paper. We're not just going to take your word for anything. There's pretty much nothing, no institution anywhere that just takes your word for something and does not allow you to come into contractual agreement or make a true commitment with them to use their goods and services. But yet you just giving away your goods and services for free just based on empty promises and words I don't understand that but once you're present with God present with yourself happy and you love yourself and you do meet that person who you know gives you those butterflies and whatnot or whatever those warm fuzzy things are and you decide this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with and you do It's awesome. I love being married. I would not give up my wife for anything. I have no desire to be single. And while it is a work, every day is not easy. You know, there are bumps. You know, we disagree. There are some things we don't see eye to eye with. But the overarching theme is I love my wife. I love speaking to her. I love seeing her. I love when I open my eyes in the middle of the night and I see her laying next to me. I love our kids, the moments that we have together, just walking, thinking about it. I love it all. All of it. I love my marriage. I'm happy in my marriage. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And on a side note, people stop trying to wreck homes. Leave people's spouse alone. Married folk, stop putting yourself in positions of temptation because there are no such thing as, oops, it just happened. I don't know how we ended up like this. If you step out, that is intentional. These things do not just happen. You put yourself in positions thinking that you're stronger than you are or you just flat out disrespectful and just intend to go out and do something. Whatever the case is, Guard yourself. Stop thinking you're stronger than y'all. Stop lying to yourself. Go home. Delete that number. Change your number. Do what you have to do. But do not disturb the sanctity of your marriage. Because again, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing when two mature people come together under God and pledge their love and devotion to each other. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. 
It's not this ancient tradition that doesn't work anymore. No, it's the same God-given, God-blessed, God-ordained institution that will work from now until eternity as long as you have two complete people who are willing to step out and commit. That's all it takes. Shake that fear. Allow God to heal you. Allow God to help you unlearn some things that you learn. Get rid of that throw it off mindset. Dare to be different. If you've never seen or heard of a function in marriage, of a good marriage, be the first one. Be that godly marriage that other people are going to see and be and say things like, okay, I see their marriage. So I know if they could have a blessed marriage, then so could I. Stop focusing on celebrities. Get past the Hallmark cards. Get past the Facebook love and get into real God ordained love. And again, that starts with self love. And once God love, self love, marital love. In that order, you love God, He'll show you how to love yourself. And through that, you will be able to love your spouse that you chose to spend the rest of your life with. Because like my wife, I love is beautiful. Beautiful, I just want you to know you're my favorite girl. My bad, I got a little off track. But I'm going to leave y'all with that. Happy Valentine's Day. This your boy Gabe, Weapons of War Podcast, Valentine's Day bonus edition. And we out.